Your Weekend Lover by Witching Part 1 of the Purple Rain series Read by Literarian Chapter 2 Summary Italian Food Wine Awkward Conversations Dolphins More Wine It's everything you could ever wish for. Crowley stared intently at the plate in front of him, barely a dent made in the mountain of ravioli in some kind of cream sauce. Aziraphale had been rattling off about something or other for almost the duration of their meal, but Crowley didn't mind so much, because it kept him from saying anything ridiculous himself. He hadn't had too much to drink, but the combination of the warmth of the restaurant with Aziraphale's close presence and soft voice added up to something akin to intoxication. Crowley's thoughts danced circles around his head as the angel spoke. My dear, are you quite all right? Aziraphale lowered his brow and tilted his head to catch Crowley's eye. You seem distracted. Crowley set down the fork he had been absently chewing on, choosing to gnaw on his lower lip instead. Fine. Sorry, I was drifting. Aziraphale reached across the table to poke at Crowley's plate, grabbing a bite of his untouched dinner. You didn't miss anything important, I reckon, he said offhand. I've just been rambling. I don't mind. Crowley said, too quickly. He felt flushed and claustrophobic, like every person in the restaurant had their eyes on him and they all knew what he was thinking. This was a stressful concept, as he wasn't entirely sure himself what he was thinking. All he knew for certain was that he wanted to leave. He loosened his tie, then thought... Why am I wearing a tie? I hate ties. And silently vowed to burn all his ties when he got home. Aziraphale cleared his throat, unsure whether it was appropriate to thank someone for a comment such as Crowley had made. Doubly unsure as to why Crowley looked like he was trapped in an elevator. He kept his tone light and changed the subject. Do you fancy getting dessert here? Crowley paused to process the question, then shook his head. No, he muttered. No, I'm ready to go, if you are. Very well. Aziraphale slid two notes under his plate, massively overpaying for their meals, and stood. My place, then? This was not abnormal, and Crowley knew it was not abnormal, but he blinked in surprise. Uh, yes, I suppose, he stammered as he followed Aziraphale out of the restaurant. The atmosphere in the car was tense. 
Aziraphale continued to attempt to make conversation, but Crowley was incapable of responding in any rational sense. It was difficult saying the right things without saying any of the wrong things. Crowley suddenly found himself in shock that he had managed to make it 6,000 years without saying anything to scare off the angel, his only friend. It's only a matter of time, he thought, and couldn't contain a short, bitter laugh. Is something funny? Aziraphale wrinkled his brow, fidgeting with his fingers. Avoided eye contact like the plague. Crowley shook his head. No, no, no. Well, kind of. Everything's funny, if you think about it. I don't know what you mean. Neither do I. They sat in relative silence for several minutes. Aziraphale tried to decipher what was going on with Crowley, the same line of thought that had occupied him for the past day and a half. Crowley tried to ignore the delicious heat radiating from the angel, who was sitting entirely too close for comfort and not nearly close enough. It was as if a switch had been flipped the previous day, the moment that Crowley had run away from the angel to avoid thinking about his emotions, and now he was utterly incapable of thinking about anything but his emotions. He was disgusted with himself. Aziraphale spoke up, eventually, without turning his head. Can you drive faster? Crowley really properly laughed at that. It must have been thousands of times that Haziraphale had berated him for driving too fast and a spot of awkward conversation had turned him around. Crowley drove faster, thinking, It hasn't been this uncomfortable between us since... Well, since about five seconds after the first time his cock was in my mouth. Five months ago. When the dust had settled and minds had cleared somewhat, and when both parties were fully dressed, Crowley and Aziraphale were left in a tough situation. Actually, they had rather enthusiastically put themselves in the situation, but they felt very much to the contrary. Aziraphale sat on the bed, his face hot enough to fry an egg, and Crowley sat on the floor, staring at his hands as if looking up for one second would kill him. Do we? Aziraphale's voice came out raw and scratchy, and he cleared his throat before continuing. <coughs> Do we need to talk about that? I think we'd better, Crowley mumbled. Okay. The rustle of fabric as Aziraphale slid off the bed, a soft thud as he sat facing Crowley on the floor. 
How do we do that? Dunno. Uh, Crowley swallowed nervously. How do you uh, feel? Aziraphale considered it very seriously for a moment. I feel good, he said slowly. I think all things considered. What things are we considering exactly? Well, just... Aziraphale floundered, stopping to collect himself. Our friendship and the overall unfamiliarity of the circumstance. Oh, okay. Crowley furrowed his brow. So, all things considered, what now? What? What now? Crowley looked up now, looked right into Aziraphale's eyes, like he was trying to read a book in an alien language. He took a slow, deep breath, let his tongue flick out to wet his lips, and spoke with deliberate, calculated words. Where do we go from here? Taking his time to mull it over, Aziraphale opened his mouth to speak, then closed it, then opened it again, then closed it. I don't know, he said finally. Do you want it to happen again? I think I do, yeah. Aziraphale looked pleased. All right then, isn't that good enough? No, Angel. Crowley sighed. There are rules. Rules? Yes, like how far does it go and how often? Aziraphale scoffed. <laughs> it sounds like you're building a car, he said peevishly. Just say what you want to say, please. Crowley groaned softly, rubbing his eyes. Oh, fine, he said. Fine. If you and I are going to... He cleared his throat. <clears throat> Do this. Then we need to be clear on what it means for us. That's all I'm saying. Aziraphale shook his head, an infinitesimal movement that Crowley didn't register. He didn't know what it meant, but he knew they were in dangerous territory. He knew what he wanted it to mean. Crowley was dancing around the topic, refusing to say anything substantial, so Aziraphale decided to bite the bullet. Playing it safe, but still playing. The problem was, he couldn't stop thinking about what Crowley had said before. I didn't mean anything by it. And Aziraphale had echoed the sentiment. Trying to be casual, but now he thought maybe it had been too casual. His mind cycled through several lines of argument rapidly until he settled on one that seemed to be the lesser of an uncountable number of evils. Okay, he said, 
trying to sound confident, although he couldn't hide the tremor in his voice. It's harmless, and we both enjoy it, right? So why can't it just be something that we do, like any of the other things we do? Crowley started slightly. I... okay, sure, okay. You mean we keep that part purely physical, and then everything else stays the same? If you like, Aziraphale said, simple and clean. What about um other people? I mean, being with other people. The demon was biting his lips so hard that Aziraphale feared he might draw blood. I don't want anyone but you, is what Aziraphale thought but didn't say. Instead, he focused on slowing his heartbeat, keeping his voice steady and calm before speaking diplomatically. Everything else stays the same. Okay, then. Crowley nodded pensively. He didn't say, I haven't slept with anyone else. He didn't say, I want you all to myself. He held his tongue and extended a business-like hand to Aziraphale. Aziraphale took Crowley's hand firmly, gave one quick shake and dropped it. Present Day Once they were out of the car and nestled in the back room of the bookshop, pleasantly warm and more than a little drunk, the atmosphere thawed marginally. Aziraphale began anxiously babbling about a book he'd found and what the book contained and a tangentially related anecdote about a woman he met at the store, and somewhere along the way it transitioned into comfortable territory. Crowley nodded along with Aziraphale's stories, attempted to follow the angel's line of thought, although he was rather lost in his own mind. Aziraphale hit the table with his fist, just hard enough to be jarring. What do you think about that? Crowley flinched, blinked slowly, and looked up from the glass of wine he'd been absently watching. Sorry, what were you saying? Something about dolphins? Aziraphale shook his head in annoyance, but let it go. Was gonna tell you about this nature documentary I saw. Do you know about documentaries? Amazing they are. Yeah. You have one brilliant idea like television and they go and ruin it by making it all educational and such. Disgrace. Crowley actually very much enjoyed nature documentaries, not to mention every other kind of documentary, but he was still slightly irritated on the principle that one of his proudest accomplishments had been perverted for the better of humanity. 
Aziraphale ignored him. The dolphins, right. You remember the dolphins? They are funny buggers they are. Get up to all kinds of trouble down in the ocean. Not enough supervision, I think. Crowley nodded. No angels down there to let them know what's what, he said sagely. Exactly. But they're dolphins, see? It doesn't matter what they do. All kinds of fun and no punishment. Must be nice, you think? What sort of fun? asked Crowley, who knew perfectly well about all the things that dolphins did, but wanted to hear Aziraphale talk about it anyway. They do origami, Aziraphale stated with pride. Do not. No, they do. I heard it. Crowley pursed his lips. Couldn't have. They don't do origami. Paper wouldn't even survive that long underwater. What are you saying, paper? Aziraphale furrowed his brow. Where's paper coming? Origami. Japanese paper folding thing. Aziraphale turned this over in his head for a moment. Maybe something else then, he said softly. They swim to Oregon? Fairly sure they don't. They don't have organs? I'm positive they do. Oh, Aziraphale said. Then louder, oh! He blushed a bright pink and snapped his mouth shut for a moment. The alcohol was enough to keep him talking, but it was not enough to stop his embarrassment. It was orgies, he said sheepishly. Ah, Crowley said with a nod. Yes, dolphins and their orgies. Aziraphale let out a small sigh and swallowed the rest of his wine. He refilled his glass nearly to the brim before speaking again. Anyway, it was an interesting program. Learned a bit. Crowley chuckled quietly, draining his own glass. When he extended a hand wordlessly, Aziraphale gave him the bottle of wine, their fingers brushing against each other in the exchange. The smallest, lightest touch. An everyday touch. Crowley raised the bottle to his lips, leaving his empty glass to sit on the table, and took several long gulps. Skirts. He said vaguely, not looking at Aziraphale. Good wine. Crowley, what's going on with you? The angel's tone rode the line between concern and irritation. Hmm, nothing. The angel scoffed. Don't lie to me, he said. It's insulting. 
Sorry, Crowley muttered, but offered no other solace. Aziraphale nudged Crowley's leg with his foot, leading the demon to look up at him. Tell me what's wrong, he said firmly. Nah, it's fine. Aziraphale furrowed his brow, pursed his lips. But there is something wrong, he said. Not a question. Suppose it depends, Crowley said, his voice low and pensive. I mean, you've got an idea of wrongness. I've got an idea of wrongness. Something wrong objectively? Dunno. <sighs> Aziraphale heaved a sigh, rolled his eyes and leaned back in his chair, his arms folded. He made a show of setting his jaw and saying nothing. Is something wrong with you, Angel? The Angel sniffed. No, why would something be wrong with me? I'm behaving normally. You never behave normally, Crowley said without thinking, a hint of fondness in his tone. Well, sure, Aziraphale conceded, but I'm behaving like myself, which is more than I can say for you. He took a deep breath and lowered his voice, almost whispering. It scares me when you don't talk to me. Crowley blinked. I... I'm sorry. I don't know what you want me to say. I just want you to be honest with me. I am being honest, Crowley lied. I just... Aziraphale closed his eyes, inhaling deeply to steady his voice. You have to think about how it looks from my end, Crowley. You acting all jumpy and distant and telling me nothing is wrong as if I'm meant to believe that. Have I done something to upset you? No. Crowley shot up straight in his chair and put a hand up in protest, nearly knocking over the entire table. No, Angel, of course you haven't. It's not... I mean, if I'm... It's just me and my stuff, and I shouldn't let it affect you. I'm sorry. Aziraphale nodded, his eyes burning with the threat of tears. We are friends. Yeah, Crowley murmured. We are. If you wanted to keep your personal issues out of our friendship, then we wouldn't be friends. There's no issue, Aziraphale, really, Crowley insisted. Please, stop pushing it. The angel blew out a long breath. <sighs> okay. But you have to promise me that you're not bottling it up for my sake. I promise I'm not, Crowley said without pause. He thought about how he could spin it so that it was the truth, although, as a demon, lying to an angel was probably an upside. 
It didn't feel like an upside. It felt dirty and wrong. Aziraphale gave him a tight smile that didn't reach his eyes. Concerned and confused, but satisfied enough to drop the subject for now. He glanced at the clock on the wall and thought in silence for a moment. Are you going to stay the night? He asked eventually, idly staring at his fingers tapping on the table to avoid eye contact. Mm. Crowley hummed noncommittally, thought for a moment, and added, Yeah. You don't have to, Aziraphale said, sounding hurt. Crowley shook his head, reached across the table to still the angel's nervous hands. Guilt settled heavily into his stomach as he looked at Aziraphale, saw how anxious and frazzled he looked, and realized that he had been the one to cause it. Of course, his vehement denial wasn't reassuring. It was selfish and unconvincing. He lifted the angel's chin up to look into his eyes, deep and burning. No, I want to, he said slowly, sincerely. I really do. All right then, Aziraphale said, still apprehensive, but warming quickly to the mood. He grabbed the wine and downed the rest of it, placing the empty bottle on the table with all the other empty bottles. That was the last of the wine, he said, knowing full well that either of them could obtain more wine if they wanted. Do you want to head upstairs? <laughs>